Greetings, everybody. This is V, aka for an English, and greetings. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know. I try not to come off as like a guy who's gushing all the time. Say thank you so much. Thank you guys. I appreciate everything because, I mean, I really do. And you guys could be listening to any other podcast anywhere in the world, but to hear my stories is an honor for me to share them and to pile around in my brain and to see what it is that I'm thinking of. And it's a funny thing because most people don't think that I'm writing all the time. But the funny thing is, is I, I constantly have this as a mold where it's adding and adding and adding and, and constantly changing. So yes, thank you so much. Uh, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast and by far the most weirdest podcast you can ever find on the internet period bar none i apologize for nothing not any of the weirdness because that is primarily what this story is and we are for anybody who's just catching up first and foremost let me thank all of the listeners uh, also for the thousand listens and i was not expecting that we got over that mark and that's basically over a thousand listens to all of these podcasts combined and for the next two thousands and so for the rest of this week which is seven days adding to christmas and no i am not a grinch no i am not if anything you could think of me and my view on christmas like that one kid ralphie from a christmas story or something like this it's kind of like wherever you are in the world, your, your tongue is stuck on a pole in the cold. Some way, somehow, it never, never fails. And, and I'm not daring myself to do it. It's just how I view it as Christmas. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's Christmas again. And oh, it's, it's chilly. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then just waiting for the summertime again. <laughs> But anyway, um, it's, it's a cool concept. It's, it's getting very, very interesting here. And so, yes, the, the next book, I, I have a surprise for the listeners. And it's going to be an interesting thing and my thank you to you guys. And it takes some uh, little, what do you call non-disclosure agreements on my part for uh, releasing certain things to you guys early but I still have a way of wording it and this would be my ultimate thank you to the listeners and to you guys as the fans who I call because you guys didn't have to listen to any of my, my content any of my work and like I say I'm just forever thankful and I will key you in more so than what I have been doing already. It's just basically the process of going through and accounting for all of these different moving parts in a story. And so I have to catalog them and then see which ones it is, is that I want to bring. So, And I have some surprises, so that that's what I'm saying. I'll have surprises for the listeners. And thank you guys. I, wish I had you guys on the subscription list so I could actually send you emails and or other content too but eventually you guys have to be the ones to subscribe 
and yeah I could do that on Patreon and a couple other different websites that I'm on as well oh fun fact I'm on Amazon.com <laughs> anyway to the story okay oh okay my imaginary assistant has tapped me on my, my shoulder and told me what it was that I wanted to talk about today on my podcast. I don't have, like, you know, a lesson plan or anything like that. I'm, I'm not well-versed or trained, but I do have an imaginary assistant. What I had scheduled was when you know the meaning of your name. And that's an interesting story as well. And it deals with a lot of mistaken identity, but... It ultimately deals with this conflict of waking and people anticipating as to who and what you are versus the person who is always presented there in the first place. And obviously it goes off of airs and many other different things on an emotional basis. But I wanted to go into a whole different other tangent for a second and talk about this podcast and the reasoning and how it all came about. Now, i.e., I was writing these books in 2014. That's the first, 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 first time of me actually writing Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds and starting on the, the, the framework of it. And I, the inception, if I can go back as that far, would be like back in 2013. But I don't think I truly even started writing anything until officially 2014. And it was a long and arduous process. And I use arduous meaning as in it was tedious. And it was interesting because it was like a, a book report. It was like, uh, the sky was magenta. The, the leaves moved past her hair and her curls. <laughs> it was... It sounded like that, and it felt like that to me. So I mixed it up and went with something that I had not anticipated it in the first place. And I've had this, or a, a variation of this conversation, but it's the reason I'm bringing it up. And I, I say imaginary assistant first and foremost, knowing that Everyone has an imaginary assistant. Please don't call mental health services on me or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I, I'm aware of this, okay? But it's just a, a subject that was on my mind. And I wanted this to be of note about how this process and who I am or, or what it is that my art uh, portrays in many different facets. So I started the book. I wrote the book, this was 2014, 2015, and then the book came about it, and it was a surprise because I released it before I was 30 years old. And that was a personal accomplishment, that was a personal goal. It was insane for me to even consider something of that caliber, the level of creativity, and to make it, and do said goal that I said was insane. I never anticipated myself a day in my life writing a book and then releasing it to Amazon.com. If you tapped me on the shoulder back when I was 25 years old, if you had tapped me on my shoulder if I was 21 years old, 
I would laugh wholeheartedly in your face from such a statement. I could not conceive of myself doing it. And let me repeat this to others who cannot conceive of themselves doing something different. I just start from square one and start imagining yourself doing that thing. Spend time doing, spend time imagining yourself doing that thing. That's where you'll start. Period, point blank, can't tell me nothing after that. That's the, the point of where dreams begin and ultimately where they end if someone does not put the same belief into the things that they are dreaming of. The same things that they could think of that are the worst things that can happen and the same belief can be said about the good things too, if that makes sense. Meaning as in all this effort that you put forth in worrying about something and knowing for a fact that that worry could quite possibly happen, you put the same effort towards the dreams that could potentially happen and then you will never know what is possible in this world. And for me, it, it's better said than done, right? It, and it, it comes to this realization that, okay, well, you can think of this, but you also have to put the actions to that. And, and that's what I did. And nobody told me to do this. Nobody prompted me to do this. Not a single person was like, yo, man, you know what you should do? You should write a book because I had already decided in my mind that I wanted to do so. And this was a personal project. This wasn't clout. This wasn't fame. This wasn't anything, 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 anything to do with that. I, in my head, if, if that was the case, I would have wrote a, a movie already for the book or something like that. Or I wrote a, wrote a script or something like this and anticipating of someone approaching me and, and already having my ducks lined up. I had not anticipated on me finishing said book. And this was in Chicago. This was before I even got to Los Angeles that I finished the book. This was on a personal level of self-development and self-growth. And I, as my 20s, latter 20s, I was 27 at the time, 26, making these decisions, I was like, this is something that I want to do for myself, right? Because everybody always talks about the 30s and everybody always talks about this next phase in your life. And my 20s were fun. My 20s were insane. I pretty much lived the latter part of all of my 20s <laughs> when I was like 19 and 20. Not even 21. It might as well just say 18 to 20. And doing all of the wild and crazy things and, and all of those, that, that was fine. But there was a point in my life where, and, and this is based off of the origins of this podcast where I wanted self-development. I wanted to remove myself from toxic behavior and to better myself on a personal level, on a, on, on a personal like goal 
for now until forever, I wanted something that I could be proud of and no one else knew about it. No one, period. I didn't even tell my mother. My mother doesn't even know about the Amazon thing. I believe she knows of it or to an extent, even if I sent her a link or something like this, but it is not on her radar. The rest of my family, it is not on their radar. They do not care, period. <laughs> it's a personal project or something that he did and he pieced his pieces together and that's pretty much where everyone is leaving it. Uh, I, if I was to go and go to a family reunion or something like this and tell them to buy the book, I'm generally thinking of maybe, maybe one person may purchase my book, but it's okay. I, I understand. It, it's just fine. But for this, this is where I began. Like, I, I, I truly even, for each and every person that I, I talk to, want them to have a, their own personal project themselves so that they will know the level of not it, it's removing yourself from ego and because ego wants to pat yourself on the back and, and say oh well hey look at what i did but to remove yourself from that and stand behind yourself and, and watch the things that culminate from a relationship or a conversation the sharing of your story is that much more better because it's a gift and to anybody who happenstance runs on your gift that's the gift to them the same way any other artist sings a song and you could either enjoy it or not like it is the same vein of what i was thinking of for myself when i was writing my story and personally i was writing it for myself the entirety of this story even to this day how my story comes about how i frame it in my head how i interact with certain things and, and characters and how i'm inspired is so that when i come back to my writing i enjoy it i enjoy reading it again i enjoy speaking it to you because it's as if i'm in the room and you guys are in your rooms with the chairs as well and you can pop in whenever, and then you can catch me mid-sentence or catch me from the beginning, and then I'll explain it in implicit detail of what it is that I was talking about. That That's an enjoyment for me because every conversation is different. I could literally explain this entire story, each and every story, right? And explain it differently every time. I don't know, for 365 days a year, and it would still have some vigor and some excitement for me because of it. And it's not even a, a, a me, once again, being delved in ego, it's, it's not. It, ego has a point of looking at to something and expecting it and, and expecting someone or, or reaction from someone so that you feel a certain way. And for me, I already get my reaction from myself. I'm excited. I'm like, ooh, I, that's another podcast? Ooh, ooh, what, what did he say? Ooh, I like that. You know, because it, it's, 
making it complex for my brain so my brain doesn't get tired of a day, which is impossible to begin with. But just so if my brain ever got it in his head for one moment that that was initially ever a case out of the 24 hours for ever 30 seconds, that that would never be the case of me being bored because I left myself alley-oops. I had left myself these gingerbread notes or uh, cookie crumbs of awesomeness to always meticulously go through and know that the world is infinitely complex. The world is infinitely amazing. You just have to look for the amazing things and then you'll find some and then you'll find more. You, you just have to look that way. And I never want others to think that this is a podcast of political and or religious and or whatever you want to call it under said category. This is not the case. I am an artist. I, I smoke weed. Like This is my opinion versus no one else's opinion. And there are many, 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 many artists that I meet in Los Angeles, period. Great minds, brilliant minds. You haven't lived life until you have run into your reflection on the street and realized that every person was a reflection of you. I literally talked to a guy and he was an artist and he said that he was a engineer or tech engineer and he knew exactly what I was doing and that I could do it on a computer and obviously we had the conversation about NFTs and this this that and the third but he thanked me and I thanked him because there is no just reiteration we understood and we came to this uh, mutual understanding that having a recluse life is fine and, and doing our work meticulously is okay, but then too, to have that randomness, to have the excitement of outside and to speak to others whom you may or may not be familiar with and to just have those moments are also equally, if not greater in value uh, for us as people to create wrinkles in the brain, to create those moments in life and, and it reiterates and goes throughout so many different parts that I was just happy to speak to the guy. I was like, yo, man, thanks, bro. Like, thanks for checking out the art, man. Like, it's a, a joy to share these things. And Instagram is fine. Uh, the websites are fine. There, there are going to be so many more where they are the most popular this year or this that and the third but ultimately the person still stands the entity that that runs said profile or whatever you want to call it still is there and persists so me giving you these renditions and giving you personal accounts was just a personal project first and foremost the the book that I wrote, Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds, that's 2014, 2015, I finished it. I didn't get to Los Angeles until the fall of 2015. And so it was finished and still brand new. And from there, I went through and I was like, okay, well, let me write another book because that's where I came to Los Angeles to begin in the first place. 
it was not for uh, clout it was not for any other thing but my own personal advancement because sitting in my mother's couch you know you, you really couldn't understand the world from your computer so much if not the world was interacting with you that's only one part of the world and the grocery store and your family member's place and sometimes church parking lot that that's okay but it gets more complex than that and, and the world changes and, and you could see it in real time when you see someone walking down the street and quote-unquote clutching their purse versus walking down the street waving their hands hey what are you doing why do you have these colors in your hand type of mentality and having a different conversation I, I honestly I know that the next generation will be fine it's just certain growing pains that have culminated through time that have to etch out or, or get out of like a brush if, if something was stuck in it I'll have a later podcast later today just talking about once again the new ideas that I had and this is a surprise and a thank you to the listeners but I wanted to make this of note as the author uh, my name is Vernon but you can call me V uh, it's it's really a cool interpretation to remove myself from the work and have the work speak for itself and then me as the author giving some insight as to how intricate it was and even still me explaining it to you does not suffice as to how intricate and sometimes multi-layered it is that I've laced certain things. Certain statements and phrases can have four different meanings and I did so purposefully in the sense of alliteration and then having the words have their own meaning and having two dual meanings as well. I, I did that so that it could have my brain click and if it was like a switch or if it was a gear of just going into a different mode so that I could dream wherever I was. I could go into my bubble and, and go into this world wherever it was that I was in, doing in the world or wherever I was at. And so I, I thank you. This is V. Uh, these are just the origins of the fourth book if you will if that makes sense but I, I wanted this because I have many conversations and I love that but there's a thing where artists have this in their minds of a, a work ethic and no artist has the same work ethic that is ridiculous there is a thing called play hard work hard and that is a term that I love to embrace. Not everybody has the same goals in mind as an artist. Nobody has the same audience for one, but then the same mediums to present their gifts. And so when you tell someone like, oh, okay, well, you know, you gotta like spend some time doing such and such and such. And I'm like, wait, what? you're an artist that doesn't even make sense that to an artist everything is obscure or at least could be obscure 
or has that option of being obscure. It doesn't have to be purposefully. It could be classical. It could be abstract. It could be right brain. It could be left brain. But it's totally up to you as the artist to plan out your day. You could spend three hours on one line and make that the best line and code it 15 times and that would not be a afternoon wasted versus going out with your friends to a bar on at a five o'clock p.m afternoon which also i might add if you were choosing to decide to do so would not be wasted honestly there there's so much to be gained from actually experiencing something that I probably will add a few more podcasts just talking about this subject alone. And it, it, it's not wasted when people, quote unquote, are doing nothing because technically they're, do, they're still doing something. Now, you have goals in mind and the goals should suffice in the time frame of you not doing things so that if you have this, you, you can like have the funds to, to do said fun things and so then you can go back to grinding and and you balance it and you create the scales of how things teeter as an artist exceptionally if an artist has artist has a family but to others it 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 comes as a a work thing or they must 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 and i i say to this is you it's a give and take you put the energy forward you're constantly sharpening your sword as your daily practice but making it fun and then two the the fruits of your labor come from that and so even if it's five minutes it's still a form of practice I say these things because I I I want people as an artist to know that they can be an artist too and not to follow me God no to follow themselves and their intuition as to what they believe so that's all I thank you guys so much. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Completely obscure, completely off topic. I'm just talking about the origins of this book and book four. So thank you so much. Be looking for more cool, crazy stuff. Peace, peace.